Welcome to Diggin' the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways to bring these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and teacher trainer and founder of Space to Meditate. Well, lovely to see you again, John. It's uh, it's been a couple weeks since our last one, and you've been through a lot. So just a bit, yeah. It's been an interesting <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> yeah, and that touches on our topic today, which is going to be about about patience. Yeah, and part of being a patient. Yeah, part of is having a lot of patience, yes. and uh, and I have to say, you know, it's it's because um, I've been on the other side. Yeah, you know, I've I've done some pastoral care for people in the hospital, and and to be suddenly, you know, in the bed, <clears throat> I was a little disappointed that none of the Buddhist chaplains came by. But uh, do they have? But they have Buddhist chaplains. Oh yeah, can you several. ask for them? I mean, yeah, I just you know I, I didn't, but it, 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 usually they just come by anyway. And, and Upadhi, who knows them, you know, had said, you know, please go and see John, but they never did. But it's okay. <laughs> I didn't really need it. It was uh, no. <laughs> you know, it was it was uh, it was an experience. And yeah, uh, so we should probably describe for people what uh, what you. Yeah, did. basically, you know, I had open heart surgery. Basically, <laughs> basically. Then <laughs> they replaced my valve and good and tweaked a few other things while they were there. Um, uh-huh. And you know, I was only in, I was in the hospital for four nights. Four nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Sunday. Yeah, uh, I got out incredibly fast, actually, Yeah, um, which was good because you don't get any sleep when you're in a hospital. Right. It's crazy. Right. But it was, you know, it was really great treatment and the staff was great. And Mansane has a fantastic heart center. And so everything's good, you know, and then I had coming back, I mean, just the support network between our daily sangha and my colleagues like you and and teacher sangha and other sanghas, you know, they were just so supportive. And, you know, even if, even if people didn't write or anything, I knew they were there and, and, you know, I was sending word out and uh, there was something, it's a new experience actually, you know, sort of being able to, and this could be a topic for another podcast, just kind of falling into the heart of a sangha right being and and really feeling feeling held uh is a special it's special yeah 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 it's just special (laughs) yeah it's a form of of metta and it's 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 uh and and karuna and karuna compassion compassion and um uh that, that when you experience it directly you really know it so uh it was it was great yeah Makes makes healing a lot easier and faster for sure. And how was uh, it starting? Because you you mentioned you know before you were like when you were thinking that when you were going to be going into the the operation right. you would be practicing. How how was the? It was really interesting. It was very because uh, I was sitting. I think I wrote some some about this that I was sitting once I you know left Upadi and and was taken down to the quote surgical waiting area. I think that holding area. You know, I'm sitting on this. Pen. <laughs> I'm sitting, and it's a huge room. Mm. And I was just kind of in a bed, sort of back in a corner. And I was just kind of watching all this activity. 
and hearing all these sounds. And I was like, I was being ignored for a while. And then after about 40 minutes of that, finally, you know, the doctors that were going to be working with me or at least their assistants and the anesthesiologist came and talked to me. And then, you know, and I, I was, I was just kind of entered, it felt like there was a movie going on in front of me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anyway, so then they wheel you down to the operating room and I had to get off the bed I was on and onto the operating table, <clears throat> you know, and they were explaining what they were going to do. And then, you know, he says, okay, so now I'm going to you know, give you, uh, I don't know, a mild, a mild relaxant or something, you know, but within minutes you're out. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and you're you're sort of watching all this stuff going on around you, and then then it's gone. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and at that point, the next thing I knew was waking up in the surgical intensive care, and uh, Upaiti said that I was um, I was actually awake when they took the breathing tube out, mm -hmm. but I have no recollection of that whatsoever. And she also said, I said a few funny things, and I don't remember that, obviously. Um, you know, and then you sort of slowly come to with all these tubes hanging out of you. Right. You know? And um, that is rather unpleasant. But, you know, you're still somewhat doped up for, you know, and, and then after a night in, in the intensive care, they take you up to a step down, and, and you're just in a bed still with a lot of tubes, but... You know, it was at that point, I just had to bear with it. And, and that's, you know, sort of our topic for today is forbearance and, and patience, mm -hmm. and yeah. which we've talked about before. But it's, you know, when we are really confronted with a major change, even if it's temporary, you know, it's like, how do we hold it and how do we work with it? It's funny, I was sharing a, a sangha member shared this morning about an experience he was having and he kind of referred to it as um, a polyrhythm so that you know things are going on around you that are moving at a certain pace but you can only move at a another pace and and they and there could be all sorts of different paces going on and yet you know you have to be at your pace and and having to kind of negotiate those different rhythms, um, uh, which I thought was a really good description, at least of what I'm experiencing now. Right. Um, and as I'm, you know, because I'm really starting to enter back in my normal life, even with the, the, you know, the challenges, the pain is, whatever pain is there is actually more like discomfort. And even now when I cough, it's not as bad as it was. For those of you that have never had the pleasure of going through open heart surgery or been with somebody that has, I don't encourage it, but what they, do, <laughs> what they have to do is, of course, open your sternum. Right. And then they have to bring it back together. And the way they bring it back together is with titanium wires. And so in the initial few weeks, when you cough in particular, it's like every nerve in that part of your body lights up. It's got to be very painful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they give you a pillow. I can show you, Doug, everybody else. It's a big heart pillow. That they heart pillow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you hold that to your chest, and that helps a lot. Uh, and, but the pain is just like, uh, it's like a bolt of lightning, and then it's gone. You know, yeah. so it's like, oh. <laughs> it's fascinating experience of, of body practice, mm -hmm. you know, as well. So, But that's actually eased quite a bit.
Um, you know, and then the only other thing I think I mentioned to you is that they, <clears throat> when they were putting the, the uh, incubator, when they were incubating me so, to get the breathing tube down my throat, they were getting a, they were having a hard time for whatever reason. So they, you know, probably scarred my throat up a bit momentarily. So I'm coming back from that as well. Mm. So patience is in the foreground these days. Yeah, and important uh, for recovery, of course, that yeah. you don't, you know, that you're patient and don't, uh, you know, don't overstress yourself in the first, I mean, it's important, of course, to to stress your body a certain amount so that you recover properly, but you don't want to over overdo it, of course. Yeah, and it's also important to be active because one right, of the, exactly. one of the uh, side effects is often, you know, bouts of depression, ah, which I've only momentarily experienced. Mm. Um, but I realize when I'm active, that doesn't happen, of course. Yeah. So it's balancing that out. Yeah, that finding that middle ground between, yeah. you know, not doing yeah. enough and doing too much. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so you know, there's that word ksanti, right, or kanti, is translated either as patience or forbearance, mm -hmm. which I find are two different things. It's so interesting. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they're related. Yeah. But it's, I mean, forbearance is like putting up with something. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That you might ordinarily resist. Right. Something um, unpleasant, probably. Yeah. Um, whereas patience is just like letting go of something. <laughs> mm. You know, letting go of an expectation, letting go of a common way of doing something, letting right. go of, uh, you know, my nor for instance, my normal tempo of walking, um, right. letting go of, of being able to work out a bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, little things that you you may take for granted, and then suddenly they're not there. And, you know, I can, you know, as we age, of course, this comes up more and more, I think. And so, as a practice, it's I think it's really important. And, and you know, it is one of the perfections of the heart, and I can see why. <laughs> yeah, one of the paramis, yeah. Yeah, because... If, if if it hasn't been cultivated, if it hasn't really been practiced, it's just frustrating. You know, we yeah. get stuck in frustration. Mm -hmm. And that's just a, uh, another form of suffering. You know? Yeah, I think that it really helps. Uh, and I think your, your story here uh, confirms that to me. Helps that we can, that we have the practice. And so, we can frame patience and forbearance as a practice yeah. rather than just as something that we sort of put up with and have to do because we don't have a choice um and i think you know with for somebody without a practice that's a problem you know i mean in other words you know in my own case i'm thinking of you know our house fire and, and having to be patient for the better part of a year to come back to come back home uh and all the all the stuff that was involved in that, um, because there were obviously a million different things going on that we had to be patient about. But I mean, people were mentioning to my wife and me, "Oh, you know, you guys are you guys are very patient, or something like that." You know, you're you're not, you know, you don't seem very, uh, you know, as disturbed as our normal people going through this. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I I I think partly that's because we did frame it as something of a practice. Right. Um, that it's just, you know, it's, first of all, it's one of the, you know, one of the features of reality is change and, and loss. And so, we sort of could, we could frame it in that way, too, right. that, you know, we didn't expect, 
you know, that, that our house was going to survive forever. I, you know, we don't expect that your body is going to survive forever. So, you know, you're, you're willing to put up with that because you know it's part of the first noble truth. But you weren't There's expecting this, a fire either. <laughs> right, we weren't expecting a fire at that point. I mean, it's yeah. like you don't expect it now, and you yeah. don't expect it in this way, but yeah. when it happens, you're able to, yeah. you know, you're able, I think, to 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 put it uh, into part of your reality in a way that's much easier than somebody, I think, who isn't, who isn't quite as comfortable with that first noble truth. And then there's sure. the practice element that you're talking about, which is to say, uh, having that practice means that you can frame this, you know, this bad experience as something leading to a better place, um, that I'm going to learn from this, that it's going to help me along the path. And so, you you don't automatically see it as something exclusively bad that you have to put up with, right. but rather as something that can be helpful to you. Mind you, you know, you and I are both dealing with first world problems. <laughs> Of course, yeah, First absolutely. World challenges, and, yeah, um, we both have good insurance or good doctors, and yeah, right, mm -hmm. and and you know we're living in a relatively safe place, and just yeah. kind of imagining practicing patience at the moment, either in Ukraine or Turkey or Syria. It's like, sure, that's a whole other level, yeah, and 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 we wouldn't even know how our practice would be in those situations. You know, of course, yeah. Um, and you know, hopefully, none of us here or none of you listening, you know, are in that situation. But even, you know, I do have a few Turkish friends who I wrote to and just made sure they were okay or their families were okay. And some of them were weren't sure, you know, they were waiting. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's that level of patience too, and you know, and people who were, yeah, I was in fact just speaking with someone who lives here but is Turkish and, and she was speaking of this kind of cognitive dissonance because you're here very concerned but not being able to do anything about it. Right. You know, and there's kind of that level of of patience, other than sending money, for instance. But and so it, you know it's it can be practiced on so many different levels. Um and you know starting starting even in our formal meditation practice, you know, which which could be in many ways, described as uh, waiting. <laughs> you know, it's like some, you know, especially when we first start a, a practice, you know, it's like there's an expectation and, and you're sort of waiting, oh, what's going to happen? Aren't I supposed to feel a certain way? You know, why hasn't bliss arrived? You know, why haven't, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and until you learn to kind of let that go, you know, nothing's going to happen <laughs> except waiting. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's great. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I really do think that's a great way to frame sitting, you know, sort of formal sitting practice is, yeah. is patience, you know? Yeah, it absolutely is. It's getting used to that kind of, that slight boredom that happens when, you know, you sort of want something to happen, but it yeah. doesn't, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh, I'm just, I'm thinking of a William James quote. If things are boring after five minutes, wait for ten. <laughs> and 15 and then you know it's like we start to see that boredom is just this desire for something to happen right um and yet what's happening is what's happening <laughs> it's like this right. is enough mm -hmm. um that's what it's about and it's like well why would i want to be bored 
until you realize that boredom is actually a luxury for one thing. But and it's not about boredom. You know, it's just it's just that's the mind's uh, automatic response to to things not happening, right, or happening right. as you want them to happen. And so, so it it, it, it turns to boredom, not being entertained, sort of. Yeah, you know, in and, a certain sense. Yeah, and so okay, let me just wait and see what happens. And you know, we, it, it, you know, you could wait on the edge of your seat, or you could wait and kind of just chill. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's um, yeah, it's it's great. And you know, as we were just before we get, went on, you know, you know, thinking of the patience with others, right? Which is, of course, a huge area of practice. The, the, the sutra where the Buddha is talking about receiving unskillful speech from others. Right. Criticized, being criticized, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you can just, I'm sort of visualizing his, you know, his physical response, but also his, like, the, the workings of his mind. And it's like, okay, you know, I can, I can sit through this. It's not about me anyway. <laughs> you know, and, and this is where the impatience comes up because we think it is about us. Right, so right. Often, no, right. Don't take it personally, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, he says that he doesn't take, uh, he doesn't take uh, praise personally and he doesn't take criticism personally, which is something that we could all learn from. But yeah. it's, it's, that's a tough lesson, but it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. So, you, you just receive it. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's interesting that, uh, I mean, to my way of thinking, at least historically, that it, it doesn't seem to me as though patience was such a, a huge deal in the early in the early tradition. Uh, it was there. It was certainly part of it. You do find a mention of forbearance in a few suttas and disgust, but I think it became a bigger deal later on. Probably with, uh, if I have to guess, with the sort of rise of the, you know, bodhisattva ideal of you know, having to expect to wait millions and millions of lifetimes in order to to reach the goal, then you know the idea of patience took on a, I think a larger a larger focus in practice because you weren't going to you know you really weren't expecting to reach whatever goal you were looking for in this lifetime. Um, whereas in the early tradition, there was something of an expectation that monks might you know get to the end before they died. Uh, right. At least in the suttas, it comes across that way. Yeah, because, you know, they were promoting something. No. They were, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were being really well taught. By yes. Buddha. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, it, you know, the first, I mean, obviously it comes up in some mm. of the early teachings, but it's, it's primarily first arises in the parami mm-hmm. teachings, which I don't even know if I mean, they're not mentioned in the early teachings, right. but they're, they're somewhat um, later. So the, and, and those evolved, you know, in a kind of balancing to the Abhidhamma, I guess, and, uh, as, a, as a, a way of heart practices as opposed to kind of thinking of uh, how the mind works. Um, yeah, it's sort of in the in the rise of this idea that we should become Buddhas rather than Bodhisattva, or rather than uh, Arahants, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And then how, did, how does one become a Buddha? And then you try to look for these kinds of perfections that one might i mean so it's a different kind of as a slightly different kind of emphasis yeah i mean it's well and it it, 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 to some degree comes from you know the past lives of the buddha exactly (laughs) from the jataka tales and so on and he was developing these qualities all along and then finally arrived in the life that you know where he was awake awakened so um 
you know, as, as one of the, as one of the paramis, it's kind of key, you know, because if we're, if we're trying hard to like wake up or if we're trying hard to reach a particular state, you know, then patience hasn't been developed. Good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, until it's developed until there's this attitude of like, well, let me just sit and see what happens, you know, which is why I kind of, it's interesting in the Zen tradition, right? It's, it's just sitting. Like just you're sit, not yeah. trying to do anything. It's just sitting. Yeah. For hours. Well, that's the Soto, <laughs> Soto Zen. Yeah. 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 Um, but even, even in the, you know, even in the tradition of the koan traditions, right? That, that if you try to figure the thing out, right if you try to come up with a conceptual answer you won't but if you sort of like just sit with it mm -hmm. see what happens you know and and this is not how we normally operate right um you know because we want to get to an answer or we want to get to you know and there's nothing wrong with that but it's it's you know we can see the suffering that arises as a result you yeah know, it's like um, it's just the ego gets so easily involved in that whole course. process. That's yeah. the whole thing. You know, that's the, yeah. <laughs> it's just what happens. Yeah. You know, so as, you know, just coming back to my situation now, it's like, I haven't gone to the subway yet. I'll, I'll, I'll probably take the subway for the first time tomorrow. Mm. And, um, you know, I just have to recognize that I can't run up the stairs. Ah, uh, yeah. That's the reason you can't because of the stairs probably as well, difficult. I mean, I can do stairs fine. I've been mm -hmm. doing stairs since... The third day, second day, actually. Oh, yeah. wow. Great. Yeah. I mean, they want you to do stairs, but. Sure. You can't. You have to slow down. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. Because you feel it otherwise. And it's like, oh. Yeah. God, I'm feeling like this must be what it must be like to be 80, you know. Yeah. And I have a little ways to go before I'm 80. So, it's like, oh, okay. This is good practice. <laughs> this, is what's coming, this is what's coming down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the problem is in New York, you've got people behind you who want to get Yeah, <laughs> well, get yeah, no, but fast. I've been behind people that are really slow, and I, that's yeah. a great place to practice patience, right? There it's you like, go. There you um, go. <laughs> there's so many opportunities in the city to do that. Not that there aren't in the country, too, but it's different. You know, <laughs> it's, it's different, just, yeah. Because um, in the country, it's usually not about other people unless you're behind a slow driver. But it's That happens. Yeah. So, it's a great practice. And a really important practice. And uh, for for people who are listening, you know, just the first stage in the practice is recognizing when impatience is present. And then asking, what am I waiting for? What am I expecting? What am I, you know, what's here? What's really going on? And, uh, you know, it's, it's that point of investigation where we learn so much. Yeah, I get impatient very easily, I have to say. Just, I, I notice it in myself. <laughs> so do I. But mainly with other people, you know. Well, like, that, yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, and when we're in domestic situations, it's when it, you know, whether our partner or wife, you know, it comes up really quickly. Yeah. Um, for no reason at all. You know, it's just yeah. like habit. So, uh, there's so many opportunities to practice this. So, um, <laughs> anyway, hope this has been helpful. And if it I has. I think it has. I think yeah. it has. If it has. And, one, and we might say that, uh, you know, every morning we get sort of impatient for the morning coffee that we have before we, before we start the day. So, right. if people want to chip in and, and buy us a coffee or 
even become a member, a, a coffee buying member over at uh, Buy Me a Coffee, that would be that would be great. Yeah, you just have to go be... to the website, bigandthedrawer.com. You can also yeah. leave comments there, and and uh, we we really appreciate your support. We've had a little, a few more people buying coffee, which is great. I have to say, also, just it became quite it's quite well known in in my daily sangha that we like coffee. So <laughs> you know, as I was recovering, people would send us coffee, literally. So oh, good! It's like, you know, <laughs> like ooh, and somehow some somebody even knew our favorite coffee, and I don't know how that happened. You know, so we got. <laughs> Three boxes of luck alone. Uh, ah, and, yeah, that's, that's good uh, coffee. Know, it's yeah. very nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we don't. You don't need to do that. But it would be great if you could support us by just going to diggingthedharma.com and clicking on "Buy Me a Coffee" or two or three or four, um, or, or membership. Yeah, membership. Which we have. We will have. To, we have to uh, get together with our members yeah. soon. Yeah, for sure. So, friends, thanks for listening. And, uh, and thanks for your time, time, John. Yeah, and yeah, uh, glad to be back. Yes, glad to have you back. Glad, okay. you're, glad you're doing well. <laughs> All right. All right. Take care, friends. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast directory. And please check us out at diggingthedharma.com where you can leave a comment, buy us a coffee, and even become a member. You can find out more about me, John Aaron, at johnaaron.net and Doug at dougsdharma.com. 